They have a 16-year-old who's been charged with suspicion of criminal damage. He used a chainsaw to cut it down. How be charged with suspicion of? <laughs> like, either you think he did right? or he didn't. They have not I'm, said... He might have done it. They have not said a motive, but you Let's know... round him up. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Sharing with you something fun happening this weekend. I'm going to be out there for a bit on Sunday. Celebration of a great business story here in Wisconsin. Built Right Furniture Leather Mattress. Getting close to celebrating 100 years in business. There this you year go. It's 95. Okay. So this is not like a Harley Davidson homecoming, right? Where you have all Everyone that. Everyone comes in. But they're going to celebrate. Fourth generation, cool. family owned. Great partner here at WTMJ. You hear our teammate Jeff Wagner mm-hmm. talking about Built Right on his show and, and on the station. That's my neighborhood, Southside. So uh, they're on Layton Avenue in Greenfield, and I'm just a few miles away in Greendale. Can't say enough about the Comisar family. Uh, it's Randy, who you probably recognize from the TV ads. So she's, is Randy third or fourth generation? Not sure where she fits on the on the whole thing. She, you know, she'll put stuff on sale for her birthday. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's awesome. It's my birthday stuff's on hey, sale. Hey, come on down. Let's right? celebrate. <laughs> I love it. Buy a couch. Uh, her folks, Marty and Gail, they're super generous with their time. They contribute to a lot of local charities and built right just a great story. So they're throwing themselves a party this weekend. Everyone's invited. You know, when Jeff talks about built right, he always says, Sunday? Well, Sunday they're off to be with family. They're closed, right? This Sunday they're inviting you to the party. 10 to 1, it's in the parking lot, 5430 West Layton. They got stuff for kids, a couple of bouncy houses, face painting, balloons, stuff for parents, chance to talk with the family, swag bags, gift card giveaways, so something there for you. Donations also will be collected for Make-A-Wish Foundation. As said, plan to stop by, see Randy and the family, and say congratulations. Everybody welcome, 10 to 1 on Sunday, Built Right Furniture, Leather, Mattress, 95 years. And the good business. news there, no Packers game to get in the way, so be easy to get down there. Perfect timing. There wasn't really a Packers game last night, I guess. <laughs> there wasn't. More on that with Mike Spaulding in sports. That's next. Now, time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Mike Spaulding. Not a lot to love at Lambeau Field. It wasn't good enough. They whipped us. They manhandled us. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> whipped us. The Packers fell to the Lions 34-20 to on Thursday night football on Amazon. The game started out on a high note. Rudy Ford picked off Jared Goff on just the third play of the game, though the Packers would have to settle for a field goal on their opening drive before the Lions went on to score 27 straight points, closing out the first half with the big lead. Packers also outgained yardage-wise, 284-21. to The Packers were able to regroup somewhat during halftime. Their first drive of the second half went 86 yards on 12 plays and ended in the end zone. Play fake, pass, wide open, touchdown, Christian Watson. And one yard pass from Jordan Love to Christian Watson. Watson's first score of the season, first game he actually had suited up for the green and gold this year, was the lone bright spot for Jordan Love, who experienced his first multi-interception game of his young career. Here's some love after the game. Just looking at it, seeing we're 2-2. We're two and two. I think there's just so much stuff that we can do better and clean up. Myself, I think I just can be a lot better. You know, I think there's a lot of plays to be made out there that, you know, we're just not quite hitting right now. I think once, you know, I just continue to get more comfortable, continue to see it 
everything clearly and just continue to play fast. I think we're just going to keep getting better and better. You know, the 2-2 two two Packers get a couple extra days rest before they travel to Las Vegas. They take on the Raiders on Monday Night Football on October 9th. Rather hear him say that than be like, no, this was our best effort, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right. We gave it this all. Is, I mean, we can't possibly play we better. We had. Than well, hey, speaking of can't uh, play better than they did over the uh, three-game series against the Cardinals, that being the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are going to postseason. All right. Yeah, they are. The Brewers clinched an NL Central title Tuesday night, capped off a dominant series this week against St. Louis Cardinals, winning 3 to nothing Thursday, and had another dominant outing for team's pitching staff. Julio Tehran picked up the win. However, starter Corbin Burns hit a milestone for the season. 1-2 coming. Struck him out swinging with a cutter, and the inning is over. Oh, by the way, that is punch out number 200 on the season for Corbin Burns. The Brewers now head into their final series of the season. They take on the Cubs over the weekend. Manager Craig Council says he plans on giving some of his starters a rest heading into the playoffs, including Brandon Woodruff. Woody will throw, um, and some. Uh, we got a bunch of pitchers throwing tomorrow, um, and he will take part in something pregame tomorrow. Um, and we're just going to skip Freddie here. You know, kind of similar to what we did pre All Star break with Freddie, essentially. Just get him extra days rest, essentially. The coverage of tonight's game gets underway at 6.35 right here on WTMJ. Elsewhere in the world of sports, Vince, you're going to need to help explain this one to me. The Americans, they're struggling, yes, in Rome right now as part of the Ryder Cup. The European team's up for nothing. Yeah, here's my explanation of that. Boat race. Come on. Too many boat races today. Yeah, we're down 4 nothing, and in the afternoon session, and that has just started. So, we'll see. So, in the normal sports world, explain this. Like, is this a, you're down 18 nothing in the first half? Like, where are no, we at right like, now? like, this is entirely recoverable. Just the U.S. team really struggles in Europe. Europe tricks out the course to benefit their players, as we did to them when they were here at Whistling Straits two years ago. So, uh, certainly not insurmountable, but you don't want to start by getting swept in the morning session. 6-18 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We are increasingly miserable at work. Global think tank called the Conference Board surveyed U.S. workers. Headline here is 34% of American workers say their mental health is lower than six months ago, and that wasn't in a good spot then either. <laughs> Can I ask you something, though? Is it possible whenever you just ask anyone about work, they're going to say, well, yeah, yeah nah, right. we're nah. This goes deeper when you're talking about, like, I'm... It's spilling over into my personal life. I'm becoming an increasingly miserable person because of the fact that I'm miserable at work. I talked with our WTMJ partners at LAK Group, local business consulting firm, president manager, uh, managing partner Mike Grubich said they are definitely seeing this too locally. We're hearing from companies when we talk to their employees that everything's a priority. Feels like every day they're chasing Chasing squirrels is the phrase that we hear quite a bit, to be honest with you. What we're hearing from companies is between technology and how fast information is coming, and then with the younger generations and how they communicate differently than the the older generations, that there's disconnects that are starting to happen, and, and people are really building anxiety around that. So Mike and I share a familiarity with a common phrase. Maybe you appreciate this as well. Suck it up, right? I used to hear that from my dad, my football coach, old John yeah. Richmond. That was it. Suck it up. Just deal there. with right. it. Yeah. yeah. Grubich says his kids would tell you it's a phrase they've heard a lot in their household as well from dad, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked him, though, 
Everybody unhappy at work. My mental health. La, la, la. Mike, is this legit or, or are we just now a generation or a couple of generations of complainers? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I think, I think it's legitimate in the sense that you have to take it seriously as an organization. Uh, and and if, if you feel disruption in, in how the organization is working together, you have to take that part serious. People are looking for alternative resources to help them manage their, their stress and their anxiety because things are moving so much faster and expectations are, seem to be higher than they've ever been, especially in the workplace. Well, and if it's, now, what, if it's affecting productivity, it's real, regardless of where it comes from, right? Right, exactly. And I think that's, if you, you can call it what you want to call it, uh, but if, if, if it is a, it's addressing retention, it's address, it's, uh, um, if absenteeism is a problem, if engagement is a problem, which the survey touches on all of those things, then it's something that you need to address in your organization. So maybe you're the boss, you don't want to hear it, that's fine, but burying your head in the sand or telling the staff to toughen up, it's not working. So you've got to figure out a way to deal with it. And Grubitz says, you know, increasingly, what, pe- what, what are people looking for then? They want engagement. They want to f- feel valued. They want to have a, a sense of mission and purpose at work. And very often those things come down to the tone and the culture that management mm-hmm. sets. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's important as managers that you ask a lot of your, uh, of your people. That's fine. But you've got to be there and help, help them through that, help them find that. And going back to the mental health thing, you can't blame everything on mental health and then mock it at the same time. And, yes, which exactly. is often what we do. And I, I, I find myself doing that too sometimes. Like, oh, okay. But at the same time, when we find that mental health is clearly causing issues in society, we have to figure out a way to help that too. Left a lot on the table there. A lot of good information in my conversation with Grubich. and his partner, Mike Milstead at LAK Group. They have a book tailored to finding happiness in the workplace. It's called Career with Purpose. Talk with Mike about the book as well. Much more on our conversation all about the workplace. You can check out our podcast More about your personal career journey as well. Just text the word WORK to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. WORK to 855-616-1620. And I'll send you the link to the podcast. Stop and enjoy the moment already. Which moment is that? Mike Spaulding has it in Extra Points coming up at 645. This is my land and my tree. Therefore, whatever's in it also belongs to me. Ah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Kevin Costner at his best. That's where that tree's from. 1991. What's better, the tree or his accent for <laughs> it's very old? Br- well, anyway. Yeah, right. Kevin Costner. Anyway, so the the, <laughs> the reason I bring it up is because that is just one of many movies that have sh- that shows a very famous tree in Britain. It is a sycamore gap tree. It stood for hundreds of years, and it's gone now. Someone cut it down in an act of vandalism. I feel very bereft about it. Who would do it, for goodness sake? It's absolutely devastating. Heartbreaking. Just a special place. I proposed my wife here. There's some pretty gorgeous shots of it that are now circulating because of this story. It's like basically at the bottom of a valley. So you have these two you know, hills that surround it. Then you have this gorgeous sycamore gap tree that's 300 years old or whatever in the middle of it. And it's now felled. 
Who does that? See, that's the part that I'm, I don't quite understand. So some 16-year-old, they say... Oh, they is, know who did it? They have a 16-year-old who's been charged with suspicion of criminal damage, used a chainsaw to cut it down. be charged with suspicion of? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, either you think he did right? it or he didn't. They have not uh, said... He might have done it. They have not said a motive, but you S know... Let's round him up. <laughs> hey, yeah. you there. You look suspicious then. Speaking of Robin Hood. Well, you come over here then. So they think, though, perhaps... Maybe the tree could respond and regrow. It's a very healthy tree. We can see that now because of the condition of the stump. It may well regrow a coppice from the stump. And if we could nurture that, then that might be one of the best outcomes. And then we, we keep the tree. So 200 years from now, when they reboot Robin Hood, <laughs> they'll have a tree that they can use. But yeah, no, tree down. I Man, just and the amount of people just devastated by just You're talking about this gorgeous, iconic tree in Great Britain. Go was on. the one lady bereft? Yeah. Wow, triple word score. It's not like you could just go in there and just like hit it once and knock it down and that's it. Ha ha, run away, it's my joke, ha ha, whatever. That had to put, the guy had to put in thought and effort and that, felling a tree like that yeah. is exhausting. Too much effort put into being a jerk. Agreed. <laughs> and that, to use a chainsaw like that to be able to make that cut, like that's a big tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like that's coming down in three minutes. 6.39 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great news for the arts community in Milwaukee. Two stories on that next. This is my land and my tree. Therefore, whatever's in it also belongs to me. Now, hold on. What? We're already getting to this? It's... No, I'm not. It, it's Christmas relevant. music has started. WTMJ no, no. is going to be first this year. It's not playing. Cracker. It's relevant to the story that I have here. That's just good producing by Pancake. Two stories from the world of performing arts this morning. Milwaukee Holiday Tradition will be back with a new production this year. Milwaukee Ballet's production of The Nutcracker will have a brand new staging that will have its world premiere in Milwaukee. The Nutcracker Drosselmeyer's Imaginarium. It premieres December 8th at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. The ballet announced it's achieved its $5 million capital campaign to support the effort because it's all new costumes, all new sets, as the tradition enters its 26th year cool. in Milwaukee. Michael Pink over there at the ballet just said, look, this stuff is 25 years old. The costumes and things and the wonderful staff and, and artists who produce and, and work on those things, but needed an update. Yep, yep. And so it cost them $5 million in extra donations. They achieved that goal. 26 years starting this year of the Nutcracker in Milwaukee, and tickets are on sale now. Additionally, United Performing Arts Fund announced its healthy results for the annual campaign to support more than 50 arts institutions in southeast wisconsin fundraising this year once again north of 10.5 million dollars from nearly 13,000 donors means more than seven million dollars will be poured into member groups and affiliates of course you have the bigs you know the rep the ballet florentine opera skylight music theater first stage mso and then dozens of other smaller operations as well you what is your what is your line about milwaukee art scene we we hit above the bell above our weight class yes Absolutely. It's one of the best out there, and you don't even realize it. It's a gem. And there's a reason for that, and it's in great part to your generosity. Uh, again, more than $10 million raised for the United Performing Arts Fund this year. 645 Sports Next. Now, time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Sports Desk. Here's Mike Spaulding. So that's what it feels like, huh? The Packers getting worked over by the Detroit Lions to the tune of 34-20 to loss Thursday on Thursday night football. Packers now lost four straight to the Lions. Jordan Love, two picks last night, along with a touchdown pass. The green and gold finishing up the first quarter of the NFL season. 
at 2-2. Two and two. The Brewers, meanwhile, they continue their winning ways, locking up an NL Central crown earlier this week. They capped a dominant series over the St. Louis Cardinals Thursday, beating the Redbirds 3 to nothing. The Brewers will be welcoming in the Cubs to American Family Field this weekend for their final regular season series. Our Brewers Radio Network coverage gets underway at 635. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Mike Spaulding. You might not want to hear it right now, but I'm going to tell you, you need to stop and enjoy the moment. This fall, don't let the gleam of championship gold blind you to what's happening right now. Basically, what I'm asking of you is not to be a sports absolutist, because while championship or bust is a fun slogan, Simply, it's the wrong way to enjoy your favorite team. Too often, we're prisoners of the moment. I want my team to win, so I can say I root for the best, and anything short of a title is for nothing. But why? Isn't being part of the championship conversation about all we can ask for? Sure, yes. Parades to the streets of Milwaukee, that's the ultimate goal, obviously. But knowing that every October, January, and June, our teams have a chance, a chance to win a world title, for me, as a fan, worth the price of admission. So again, I ask to just stop and enjoy the moment. Drink in every Brewers walk-off hit by guys named Sal, Joey, Bryce. Enjoy a Packers season, maybe not last night, full of uncertainty. And please don't ignore the greatness unfolding right down the street from us at Pfizer Forum just because a Lombardi or Larry O'Brien will live somewhere else for 12 months. Some might call it a loser's mentality. I'll take that heat, but all I'm saying is don't wait around for the good old days because I think they're here right now. Six fifty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. Our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, in the house this morning. What, given the USA theme, we should probably start Ryder Cup. But since most people are talking about the Packers this morning, let's do that it's, first. They're both painful. Pick your poison at this point. So Mike just did his his piece, his extra points on like enjoy the ride, including the Packers. And I guess if you had offered me two and two to start the season with all the changes and the Jordan love and everything that's happened, I suppose I would have taken it. It's just hard to swallow an ugly loss like that. Yeah, when when you have 20 yards in the first half and... Three first downs? Yeah. Three. First one was by penalty. It was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> but We'll take it. The, the, the issue that I had going into the season with this team, and, and I am willing to be... Patient with the offense and patient with Jordan Love. And the offensive line didn't play well last night. They got a blow before they, they, they got a big blow before the game. David Bakhtiari likely out for the season. Had a surgery apparently earlier this week, has another one scheduled for, you know, when when that one kind of heals up, another one scheduled for a couple of weeks. So he's eyeing more 2024 than anything else. So you're gonna be without Bakhtiari for the rest of the year. Uh you already were without um Elton Jenkins, and I think Zach Tom. Just tried to gut it out last night because the Packers didn't want to be without their top, you know, three of their top five offensive linemen. But it's more of the defense, man. Like, and it's just frustrating to see when a team has second and goal from the three and they decide to run out two defensive linemen. Well, guess what happened on that play? <laughs> right? Oh, they only needed three yards. Guess what they got? Rushing touchdown. Like it, it's it's just they gave up 211 yards to the Atlanta Falcons on the ground. Funny enough, they gave up 211 more on the ground last night. Like this this run defense has shown zero interest in stopping the run. And smart teams are gonna go, yeah, we're gonna run it until you stop us. 
Like the team they play next, they've got a mini buy here. They've got the the Las Vegas Raiders coming up. They've had some injury issues. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe he's back, maybe he's not. But I mean, Josh Jacobs has been a pretty good back in this league. And until they come up with any sort of idea of how to stop the run, that's what teams are going to just continue to do. They're just going to ram it down the Packers' throat and out-physical them. I'm glad that they get right back to where... Actually, no, they don't play for two Sundays (laughs) now. Yeah, two Sundays. What are we going to (laughs) do? Watch other games, I guess. (laughs) Go outside. Go outside. Enjoy the outdoors. I hate when we go that long without a Sunday game. Yeah, it's tough. But... Honestly, it's it's not a bad thing, I don't think, for this team right now. The, the way that they lost last night. Again, they just got out physical. And Rob Domofsky pointed this out at halftime after, again, the Packers really struggled. And again, trying to take some positives out of it, the way that Jordan Love, the offense, kind of rallied and, and showed a little bit of fight in the second half. You like that, you take that out of it. But in the first half, the Lions only blitzed on the last play of the half. Other than that, they were just rushing four. And they were getting home, and it was really the first time I saw Jordan Love be really uncomfortable with the pressure that was coming in him, uh, coming at his face. Transitioning to Ryder Cup right now underway because this thing started at 12.30 a.m. our time, Team USA versus Team Europe. Uh, here's how I describe what's happened so far, Gabe. Boat race. Is that about right? No, no, that's not right because it's plural. It's plural. Boat races. Boat races. (laughs) Yes, it's boat races. Uh, So Team USA, uh, for those who are unfamiliar, there are four matches in the morning, four matches in the afternoon. We don't have to get into the different formats. But when you don't lead, they haven't led any match at any point. Now, granted, it's still early in the second afternoon matches, but not leading at all for even a whole that's worse than the Packers giving up 211 <laughs> yards on the ground yes. last night. That's just, I think that was possible. There's just, yeah, I, 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 I really wanted to keep, so I, I did post-game last night, Green Bay game night here on WTMJ. Oh, how'd that go, ESPN. by the way? Oh, people were very happy. Very, very good moves. Yeah, great Take some good calls. Yes, yeah, some very, very pleased people with the Packers' performance last night. So I saw some of the opening shots and, and how some of the opening matches were going, and I debated whether or not I wanted to stay up a little bit to watch it, because I love the Ryder Cup. It's it's one of my favorite events. It only happens every other year. Absolutely love it. Uh, I'm dressed like a clown today mm-hmm. to celebrate yeah. it. Yeah, you look good. You look good. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed, because I only got like four hours of sleep, because I had to be back for the morning show, and I wake up, and I'm like... <laughs> it's not what, good news. Four? Whoa. Nothing? They... they not even a hole, not one match for one hole. They couldn't take a lead. Wow, it's 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 not going good for Team USA. So if you're a golf fan, uh, your weekend could be wide open. Maybe you're thinking, <laughs> right. like, you can oh, go I'll watch the golf. You could go outside on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and it could be wide open for you. Maybe spend time with your family. Who knows? Right. Our teammate from one from ESPN Milwaukee, Gabe Neitzel, with us this morning. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Siri Lask. Boat race. Boat races.